why Missouri could be the big winners of a nine-game SEC schedule. Plus, why are the Tigers' odds to win the SEC tournament in basketball seemingly so far off? Well, let's explore all of that and whether Dennis Gates and Demoy Hodge were snubbed. Coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making this show your first listen. As per usual, and thanks for sending a fellow Mizzou fan to LockedOnMizzou.com to help them learn all about the show. And, And for those of you who are mostly tuning in for basketball today, Don't worry, I'm going to get there. Plenty to talk about on the hardwood, but we got to start with the gridiron today, in my opinion, because number one, Nick Saban is not very happy, everybody, and if Nick Saban's not happy, then we all have to listen, right? Well, here's the deal. According to Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, by the way, Ross was at the Columbia Tribune for a couple years there, but again, according to Ross and League Insiders, Well, the nine-game SEC schedule seems like an inevitability at this point. As I had said maybe a month or so ago on this podcast, I would be utterly stunned if it came to anything but that. Just another game of revenue alone. How in the world is anybody going to pass that up in a world where literally no league, no professional sports league is passing that up? We've seen the NBA, NFL, MLB all expand. So of course the SEC is going to do it as well. And what that means is three permanent opponents and six rotating opponents each and every year. So your three annual opponents, well, nothing's final yet. Certainly plenty of time to change this. But right now it looks like Missouri is going to get Arkansas and Oklahoma as expected. I think those two are almost set in stone at this point. But according to Ross Dellinger, Vanderbilt, as of now, would be Missouri's third annual opponent in football. And I got to say, here's Nick Saban's whole point. His thing is, hey, if we're going to have to play Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee, the resurgent Tennessee, of course, now, by the way, that's a really, really difficult annual three opponents there. And he's certainly right, but for me, the whole thing is, There's no such scenario in any of these schedules where you're going to have it be perfectly equitable for everybody. There's there's 16 teams in the Southeastern Conference in 2024. Well, not all of these teams and programs were were created equally. And indeed, I think Nick Saban was fine with playing Tennessee on an annual basis back when they weren't doing so hot. But now that Josh Heupel seems to have that program turned around and heading in the right direction, suddenly Nick is getting cold feet. And to be honest, you know, from Nick Saban's perspective, I get it. It's his job to stump for his program, but at the same time, boy, you know, you're Alabama, you've won however many national championships the last 15 years or so. If you're the team that gets the short end of the stick and has a little bit harder of a road to hoe, well, that doesn't really bother me, I gotta be honest. And again, Everybody's going to be mad or they're going to be really happy. Right now, if I'm a Missouri fan, if it really becomes Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Vanderbilt, that's about as good as we can expect. You know, 
Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley aren't walking through that door. It remains to be seen what the Sooners look like in the SEC. And Arkansas, while certainly they're a lot better than they were a few years ago, not a blue blood program by any stretch of the imagination. So as a Missouri fan, not only are those three annual opponents preferable, it's also preferable to me to have that one extra game as a season ticket holder, makes it a little more interesting. And secondly, it's also more interesting to see more teams come through Faroe Field every few years instead of having to wait 10 to 12 years to see certain teams out of the now what eventually will be defunct SEC West. Well, the Tiger basketball team finished the regular season ranked 25th in the AP poll, so that's a nice feather in the cap among many others for Dennis Gates here after his first season. And I got to say, I will tell some Mizzou fans, though, to pump the brakes a little bit. I can tell some people online are getting pre-angry about bracket projections that have Missouri as only an eight seed right now. I'll just say if Missouri does end up as an eight seed on Selection Sunday, I will join you in your outrage. But until then, I'm just not going to waste any energy on projections that could easily end up being incorrect. But I do certainly appreciate the passion Missouri basketball fans are showing right now. That's not We haven't had this level of passion in many, many years, maybe even over a decade. But speaking of passion, you saw a lot of passion online yesterday from Trey Gomillion, Nick Honor, and various other members of the Mizzou basketball team when Dennis Gates didn't win Coach of the Year in the SEC. No, that honor was shared by Buzz Williams and Jerry Stackhouse, much to the surprise of many Missouri fans. And, well, at first I tweeted out, you know, I think both of those guys are worthy selections of the award. However, having said that, I certainly would have voted for Dennis Gates over both of them, especially when you consider that usually a Coach of the Year award is based on expectations, and nobody exceeded expectations more than Missouri and Dennis Gates this season in the Southeastern Conference. But it's because of that criteria that I just can't get all that excited about it, because the Coach of the Year award, let's be honest, it's just a stupid award. It's basically the equivalent of the NBA's Most Improved Player Award, when again, Okay, because the media, the the Associated Press, whoever it might be, they set some baseline level of expectations for a team, and you can only exceed those expectations if we're going to vote for you. So that means that Bill Belichick, for instance, never wins Coach of the Year in the NFL. The best coach almost never wins the thing. It's the guy who, well, he fooled us in the media. I'm sorry, That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It doesn't matter whatsoever. Nobody looks back on coaches and examines their Hall of Fame resume and says, well, by golly, he only won one Coach of the Year award, so we're going to knock him against that. No one knows, remembers, or cares. Am I supposed to get mad about the Grammys now, too? Another completely meaningless award? I don't know. For me... I'm actually going to agree with all you Mizzou fans who say Dennis Gates should have won it, but at the same time, who really cares? Now, on the other hand, while I couldn't go so far as to say that Dennis Gates losing was a snub, well, I will say Des Moines Hodge. Now, he got snubbed. Now, I will say I wasn't 100% convinced that he was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year because 
unlike the Coach of the Year award, I don't think Defensive Player of the Year is a dumb or meaningless award whatsoever. I just think it's incredibly difficult to evaluate. But at the same time, for Des Moines to not even make the defensive team, the All-SEC defensive team, now that's truly a snub. And I want to explain more why and also a little bit more about Kobe Brown making first team All-SEC as well. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar because, yes, it's that time of year, folks. Almost pool season, just a couple, three months away. You know it's happening, so you got to try Build Bar. Because when you reach for a treat, you want it to be covered in 100% real chocolate, but not stacked with all types of calories and sugar and nonsense that you don't need. But what you do need is just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein packed into each and every Built Bar, which you can find at Built.com. Walmart, and even Sam's Club as well for some really big variety boxes. Definitely head to Sam's Club. I'm a big fan of anything coconut, literally anything, including the coconut puffs. But hey, if you're close to Sam's Club right now, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. And you know what? You can thank me later. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Now for a new experience, how about you check out the new Locked On newsletter, a customizable experience delivered to your news box. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash newsletters or scan the QR code on your screen if you're watching on YouTube as we speak. But again, back to Des Moines Hodge. Now, I got in... A week or two ago, and I, I was happy to see that most people took this that segment in the spirit which is, was intended. I was not trying to talk down Des Moines Hodges' d- defense per se, but I was trying to give a little bit of context as to why I didn't think he was an absolute shoe-in for the defensive player of the year. But I have to say I'm utterly stunned that he didn't make all-SEC defensive team. Listen. The steals statistic can be a little bit overrated, to be sure. But my goodness, the amount of disruption that Hodge would cause was a big part of why Missouri won four of its last five games. And by the way, you, you set the steals record that has held, been 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 up there for 35-plus years at a, at a big-time basketball school like Missouri. That, that means something. And it means you should probably at least be on the team. Right, And it feels like Hodge was punished by a Missouri squad that was quite a bit of a sieve defensively at times overall. But to be fair to Hodge, was there any one defender on the perimeter in the SEC that you could have traded for, for Des Moines Hodge? And you'd say, well, that would have improved Missouri's defense tremendously. I just don't think that's a, a fair representation for him. So again, while the Gates thing just didn't really move the needle for me, I do think Des Moines Hodge was snubbed from that all-SEC defensive team for sure. And of course, congratulations out to Kobe Brown on making first team all-SEC a well-deserved and obvious honor for the young man, I would certainly say. But one of the things that has absolutely blown my mind the last few years is that Eight guys, sometimes nine guys, now make first team all SEC? What is the deal here? 
all league teams should be five guys. Am I crazy? Just like in the NFL, when they have their all-pro teams, well, there's 11 guys on one side, 11 guys on the other, plus, you know, a kicker and a punter and a, and a returner, that kind of thing. But once you get past five, well, now all of a sudden, you're changing history, essentially. And here's what I mean by that. On Twitter yesterday, I complained about this and said, what is this, the Oscars? Well, for those of you who may not be film buffs, allow me to explain myself a little bit there. Back in the day, the Oscars for Best Picture would pick five movies, and that was how it was done forever and ever and ever. And as flawed as the Oscars may be, if you said to somebody, well, this picture was nominated for Best Picture, this movie, well, you would know that that was, at least in the Academy's opinion, one of the five best movies of the year. But now, apparently inflation is real everywhere in our society. It's real in the Oscars, and it's real in all league teams as well. And to me, I just don't like the fact that while Kobe Brown was clearly one of the five best guys in the SEC this year, now in the future when he says to somebody, well, I was first team all SEC, you might squint a little bit and go, well, was he one of the five best, or was he one, or did they have 11 or 12 guys on the team that year? That kind of stuff is just completely goes against history and context and the whole point of the rule. How many guys do you want to have on first team all NBA, for instance? I liked it when it was five because I don't know, call me crazy. That's how many guys you can put on the basketball floor. You don't get to put eight guys on the basketball floor. You put five and yes, it's always been five. So we're messing everything up. I know maybe I'm the only one who cares about this, but dang it. I care about it. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. And you know what? For our next topic, I don't think I'm willing to die on this hill, but I'm certainly willing to put my money where my mouth is over at FanDuel.com slash locked on because here's the deal. I think Missouri's odds for the SEC tournament are way off. But you know what? Not only is it tournament time, we're right in the middle of some great NBA action as well. And that means it's the perfect time to get in on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and easy to use as well. Of course, SEC championship futures, all kinds of futures for all the conference tournaments, of course. And, of course, FanDuel lets you combine bets as well. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Once again, Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen, and be sure to check out Locked On College Basketball, and also check out the Locked On Newsletter, LockedOnPodcasts.com slash newsletters, or again, hit that QR code on YouTube. But again, Missouri's odds in the SEC tournament right now, hey, FanDuel Sportsbook, I love you guys, but I think you got this one wrong, I really do. Missouri, despite having the fourth seed and the double bye in the conference tournament, well, just the sixth 
best odds to actually win the tournament down in Nashville. And not only does Missouri have the sixth best odds, well, they're quite a bit worse than what you would expect compared to the, say, fourth and fifth best teams. For instance, you got Auburn at 16 to 1 to win the thing, Arkansas at 13 to 1. Hey, none of those teams actually have a bye, and yet Missouri is 26 to 1 to win the tournament. In fact, Tennessee is just over 3 to 1 at plus 340 to win the SEC tournament. I'm not even sure I would favor Tennessee to beat Missouri in that Friday game right now. If Tennessee even gets there, by the way, I assume they will, but without Zakai Ziegler, their point guard out for the season, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet all my money on it. Let's put it that way. So to me, while certainly one thing I would worry about Missouri making a an extended sort of final four type run in March Madness is Generally speaking, those type of teams can play at least a little bit of defense. It's hard to rely on your offense for four to six straight ball games, but two or three. I mean, what, if Missouri can can beat Tennessee, well, then they can beat Alabama too, right? You win one game against Alabama on top of your offense. Say Missouri shoots fifty percent from three and just is lights out. We can all see that happen. It's happened several times already this season. So you get past that, you get to the championship game, well, anything's possible. I just think that scenario, while maybe unlikely, I don't think it's 26 to 1 unlikely. I, I just think those odds are, are frankly way, way off. If Arkansas is 13 to 1, they don't even have a buy. Shouldn't Missouri be, I don't know, 10, 13, 12 to 1, something like that? 26 to 1. To me, you're just getting a lot of value there, twice as much probably at least as you should be. So what the heck? I'm going to put 10 bucks on it. I don't know about you. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Thanks for joining me. As always, it's a really, really fun time of year when Missouri is good in the mix. You got to love it as a Tiger fan. So I'm going to have it. Here all for you, my reactions, previews, predictions, the whole thing. Locked on Mizzou, five days a week here in March. So, I'll see you moving forward. Mm-hmm.